Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fine. This is a day where we are uh, recording on Thursday, and it's just absolutely pouring. But at least it's rain and not snow, <coughs> and it's supposed to get colder this afternoon. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have gone through a really tough Friday night uh, with conditions way down below double digits, and... I hope we're all okay by then. But anyway, um, it's been a crazy up and down week with weather that's just so crazy. I just, I can't even comprehend that we've ever experienced something like this before. But well, here we are. I don't know about the ice part, but back in, I think it was January of 96, <clears throat> we had that major snowstorm and then the rain. Yeah. And everybody was flooded. Flooding. Like my, yeah, I remember that. It was that. terrible. I mean, water was coming in my basement like a waterfall. Wow. It was horrible. Horrible. So, um, and water is in my basement even as we speak. I mean, is the it pump really? Is, the pump is, some pump is gone, but it's an old Dunmore basement, you know? And that's, even though Meyer put that stuff on it, yeah. that dry lock or whatever it is, yeah. it's still barreling. Not, I mean, it's, it's the very light on the ground, but it's nonetheless, it's there. Well, I happened to so. notice yesterday that in my offices, um, they're sealed windows so that you can't open them. Which I hate. But they, there was water sitting on the surface of the windowsill inside. Yo. So. Did you I, report? No, I didn't have a chance to. I had to run out. But mm. um, that's the first time I ever saw that. And thankfully, we have, we have nothing um, in our basement, at least... The one in Clark Summit, but I think we have to go check on yeah, the one. Yeah, you better. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to tell you, tell me what you would do if you were a woman and you got into your bed at night, and it was about quarter to 12, 20 of 12, and from the height of, because it's my bed, so from the height of my bed to where I'm looking out, I can see out on Jefferson Avenue. And so I see what looks like like a spotlight kind of thing, kind of turning the corner from Marion Street. And and then I, I'm like, look, I'm like, that's a weird light. And then it's a cop car with its spotlight on, driving slowly down my street, like looking in yards. Now, would you be able to sleep? No. <laughs> what are they what, better than better yet? Whom are they looking for? Or is it who are they looking for? <laughs> who are they looking for? Whom can it be? Let's put it that way. Well, maybe they were looking for an animal that oh, I don't escaped. think so. 
and somebody asked them if they would go check it out. Well, I don't know. Probably not. Well. But that is, is that scary, though? Yes, it is. And so, did you get any sleep? I did. I mean, All I right. actually did because I actually was talking to my, to Dudley. Yeah. And, I, and she's like, no, don't get nervous. Just... I'm like, okay, I think can I have to call Joe Piero and tell him to sleep over in the bit down in the <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> that would make you feel safe. I'd be more well, nervous about if that. Somebody else was in my house at like well, last night true. they weren't. And you know, it was yes. just one of those Yep. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, I, I better have something here because if somebody comes in here, I'm gonna slam them. <laughs> so what'd you get a baseball bat? No, no, I didn't do anything. Oh. Um, but I was thinking, those were the things on my mind. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. That was scary mm-hmm. because you can't help it. And Lynn, I love, love your earrings. They are oh. shining like nobody's business. They're gorgeous. I wonder where they came from. I don't know. That girl has great taste, whoever it was. But <laughs> beautiful they look. I love them. I just happened to look over. I'm like, oh, my God. Bling. The light is dang. It's like the lights, those little lights are blinging off. It looks so yep. pretty. Thank you. Anyway, so yes, I was a little um, scaredy, scaredy. I understand. Or as they say, us scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister used to say that. Us scared? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she meant seriously. That. You know, that's how she felt. Well, my little next door neighbor, when we we lived, when I was growing up, and he was a little guy, and I babysat for their children and their children, the Sirachis, and then they babysat for me, and their little and the little guy Frankie, who's God has two boys of his own now, <laughs> he he used to. My mother had these Anna Lee elves in her kitchen, in her living room, years. I'm talking a hundred years ago, and they were tall. They were they were like a big size. They were bigger than he was. And I, we were going into the living room, and he said, "No, Lawy." I said, "What's wrong, Frankie?" He said, "I'm a scared of the mans." <laughs> a scared of the mans. So I've been any time now forever. I, whenever I'm afraid, I go, I'm scared of the mans. So that's it's, cute. And last night, that's exactly what yes, I was thinking. Yes, you were uh-huh. scared of the mans. Yeah. <laughs> because the weird thing was, while I was watching TV, I was watching the news, and you know how your windows are shut in your house, but you can hear people talking outside, yes. and you can't really make out what they're saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the hell? I hear people, and it was like raining. So I'm like, no one's, who's out there? So I went in near into my bedroom, and I opened the window to kind of hear which direction, the and it was coming from down the street, um, down two houses, and there's this and my neighbor who I think it was my neighbor said to this guy he said oh well have a good night and you know and the guy starts walking down the, the middle of the street and the then middle of the street middle of the street Not well the probably sidewalks. because the, the, oh, ice, the ice and, and, and yeah. yeah but and he was he just was walking but then like 10 15 minutes after that is when that light came the mm. cop light so I was just a little spooked I'm like oh god so anyway it was a freaky, freaky feeling. Well, there you are. Uh-huh. You're alive and well. Yeah. And we have to acknowledge um, a certain person's birthday this week. <sighs> Lots of certain like 25 people. years 25 old. 25 years old. My son, Sean Cadden Foley. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe I it. I can't either. 25 years old. I yeah. mean, I remember coming to his uh, graduation, graduation party mm-hmm. from high school. I know. Wow. 
I know. That was a fast couple of years. Seven years ago. And then, and man, has he, what he has done in seven years. So, and so his birthday, so happy birthday. My, 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 I, I was posted on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cute His picture, picture of five-year-old, he and his brother, <laughs> who are almost to the day. Tommy's, Sean's birthday is January 21st, and Tommy's is January 27th, and they're five years apart, Tommy mm-hmm. being the older. And Tommy, they had that, Tommy had that outfit, which was absolutely, be- it's beautiful. And with the Peter Pan piped collar, and the and the, it just was, it's gorgeous. And then they wore saddle shoes, and mm-hmm. it, but it, so I kept it, because it was very expensive and a very good so I thought well I'll just hold on to it some certain pieces I didn't Sean for his fifth birthday I put him in the same the same outfit so I was going to post on Facebook I love the song um you're the love of my life have you ever listened to it Mm -hmm. by Carly Simon and so I was I was put from the moment I first saw you the second that you were born I knew that you were the love of my life now if I put that it would make it look like my other son wasn't even though it, I say the same thing to him. So yes. it, they're both the loves of my life okay. in equal parts, one earlier than the other. But I thought, I can't put that on there <laughs> because then someone will think that. Well, what about your other child whose yeah. birthday is Sunday, who I would have put the same thing, but it's just that his birthday comes a little after. Wow. So, But I love, love that song. It is That's so, nice. It's a beautiful song. Well, then so my, I always think of that. My stepson's birthday was the 23rd. Yes. And he was 38. And that I find incredible. Yeah, that old bastard. Oh, man. But he's, it's just not even a week after the birth of his and daughter. He ha- and that's what we were talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You were, she was there. And here, lo and behold, that in the day she was born, right? Last Thursday? Yes. She's a week old. Right. Yeah. She's a so congratulations today. to Miss Lynn and Mr. Patrick A. DiNapoli, who are now grandparents for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, what a nice birthday gift Tyler got, not that little chickadee. Yes, and he, when I talked to him last night to wish him a happy birthday, he said to me, this was Wednesday night, um, he said to me, uh, I said, how is Isla? And, and he said, she is adorable. Uh, That's the word he is. used to describe her. And I said, I really wish you'd send me a picture of her with her eyes open. Mm-hmm. He said, it's hard to do because she sleeps and she eats. And yeah, she that's does. all she does. <laughs> Just a few other things. But, yeah, uh-huh. but he said, um, her eyes are blue-gray. Well, most babies and are. That's what exactly what he said. So we'll have to see what they turn out to be. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's cool. So, well, which color eyes? Does he have blue eyes or green eyes? No, I. he has brown eyes. And what about and Jess? Jess has brown eyes. Okay, well. Yeah. But uh, I think that uh, it, one never knows because there are recessive genes in each family. Yeah, that, you don't. You know, like my mother had brown, my father had green, and three of us have green and one has brown. Which one do you have? I have green. My sister, my brother Timmy, and my brother Jimmy has brown eyes. A L- little bit of hazel sneaks in there yeah. occasionally, but he has brown. His are a lighter brown. Mine but, are hazel. Yeah, well, mine are, mine are, yours are? Yeah. Okay, well, mine are green, uh-huh. and I like them. I like green because they're the least common color. Hi, hazel, green. That. If I could do it over again. You want certain eye color? I want green eyes and red hair. Really? Yep. I don't know why, but that's always been something uh, well, I've wanted. Go visit the Vikings and maybe that'll happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, 
my god but anyway um yeah yeah so now so then also then on the 27th which is the day after you'll be listening thomas foley the fourth will be 30 years old mm-hmm. i can't believe that wow either. scary okay. so i said to tommy in true tom foley fashion the fourth i said to him um what are you doing for your birthday he lives in gorgeous apartment in San Fran and he said well um set Friday night we're going out with 10 friends we booked this little room in one of the uh great restaurants I think he said it's called the progress and so we're having uh, 10 friends for dinner and then he said Saturday night we're having a party at my apartment his apartment and which he again he has he said he has about 70 people coming to what yeah which he did a year ago he had a birthday party and he said and i remember i said to him tommy please don't tell me like he was telling me what he was doing and i said tommy please don't tell me you're using red solo cups oh he said oh dear god mom absolutely not he said i found beautiful plastic with the gold (laughs) rim And I'm like, yes, Tommy, do it upright, baby. Oh he goes, God. Mom, you'd kill me if I did that. I said, that's correct. <laughs> that is correct. I asked Sean the son, please don't tell me you're doing Mom, no. So Okay, so that's Saturday night. Did Saturday. Did anything on Sunday? He didn't say. I think he'll oh. be a little burned think, out by yeah, that point. I think point. he'll need a little recuperation day. Yeah, but so yeah. happy birthday to the two two loves of my life i love you guys Happy and i'm birthday, so guys. proud of them yeah they're good boys they and are. then of course you know other people's birthdays are coming up soon to follow i can't imagine who uh-huh. that would be yeah so uh, we're all so close together oh yes i guess you are yeah but and you know planned that way but it's um it's all it's all good. So we are. Any other birthdays you have to shout no, out? Oh, think- real quick before we leave, we have to give a big congratulations to our boy, our producer here at the Laurie and Lynn Show at WILK, Mr. Johnny Lucas, who is celebrating, has celebrated the end of 2018, his 20th year of employment here at Intercom WILK. Johnny Lucas is much loved by all. We love him. He's the cutest guy in the world. He loves animals. He loves women, and he loves his job. And he's in there going la 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 la. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Johnny. We love you, John Way Lucas. Go, everybody, Johnny. twenty years. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. It's a a company financial planning company designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women and i'm also the host of a podcast called power of the purse available on itunes stitcher and google play and a bunch of other places too and i'm laurie cadden the owner of laurie cadden enterprises which is a fundraising pr and special event business so um i have a couple things we can talk about today yeah um i think that one of the interesting things is that baby boomer women more and more are choosing not to retire at the traditional age 65 Mm -hmm. or in the traditional way that we think of as retirement we clearly have to come up with a new term because retirement for most people means the cessation of working for a living and having 
a stream of income that allows you to have a life of leisure, travel, whatever. And there are so many people that say that's not the picture of so-called retirement that I want. So this is an article I wrote a little while ago. Why do baby boomer women hate the idea of retirement? So, well, it's not that we don't want the challenge of something new and exciting. It's just that retirement, in quotes, sounds like a place to be bored. Yeah, bored. Everything was going along just fine. The work routine held a level of comfort. We don't want to give up that fast. We know that our work family will disappear despite promises to keep in touch. That's a loss we did not count on. We grew up with them. We had baby showers, wedding showers with each other. We held hands through rough divorces, losses of mothers and fathers, and some children, too. They were there to comfort us in all kinds of disappointment in our lives and to cheer us on when we had something wonderful to celebrate. We had our annual holiday parties and picnics in the summer. We had some people to hold us accountable for the mistakes and the memories we created in our lives. And on one arbitrary day, usually of our choosing, but more often than not of our employer's choosing, we packed up our boxes of the things that made our desks and offices ours. And then it was goodbye. We love that special parking lot, the parking spot we earned. Took many years to get to that point. Now it's for someone else. We get it. It's time to move on to something else. But how many of us have planned for that something else? When we consider that we may have more than 20 years after age 65 to live on this planet, hoping all those years are healthy, we need to figure out what to do with 24-7, 365. That presents a daunting task, and it's scary. Our parents didn't really think that retiring was such a bad thing. They relished the idea of it. Those who worked a shift know that the grind of that took its toll on their bodies. The thought of not getting up every day to go to that kind of work presented a luxury of sorts if they could afford it. And those people who did that kind of work were also the ones who had company pension plans, a guarantee of income for life. We know that doesn't exist anymore, or rarely. They deserved the time off and the time to do things less physically stressful. So if we are those who had professional jobs, some travel, some dinner meetings and conferences, yes, the idea of retiring would be a welcome relief. But after a while, no more collegial intellectual stimulation might make us reconsider the loss of that water cooler talk. And then what? More and more, we're finding the need to design a life in retirement. We need to come up with a new word for that time in our lives that allows us to feel enriched and rewarded. Most baby boomers grew up in an era of socially responsible activity, such as the Peace Corps, Habitat for Humanity, volunteer work for any cause. As a generation, we are wired to give back. So now is a great time for us to continue that work in a more active way. And that is an important part of what has been called the Encore Age. <laughs> and then what do we do to fill in the other hours of the day and week? What about some meaningful work where we get paid? If your planning suggests that generating an income during the first 10 years or more of that Encore Age would enhance your retirement funds, then what would you do? Maybe isolating the parts of your last job, which you really loved, would give you a clue. Are you someone who loved the financial parts of the job, maybe working as a part-time auditor for small firms, or could you do payroll? 
Did you love the marketing? What part of that did you like? Perhaps you could produce a course online to share what you know about social media marketing, even specifically YouTube or Twitter or Instagram. And there's always being an Uber driver. You call those shots when you want to. Meet new people, get paid to carry their butts around town or to the airport and have a friendly chat with someone you would never have met otherwise. Maybe you're not someone who enjoys getting out of the house or you can't. Phone work pays well, and all you need is a quiet place and a phone. Being a virtual assistant with an ability to perform tasks for small business owners is a very simple way to make money. Or perhaps there's no right word to describe this time in our lives, but it certainly does not mean we have to pack it all in and vegetate. Way too much to do and to learn. Get busy. That's a word to the wise. <sighs> Yes. Well, I can't stand to watch people do that. Vegetate. I, I don't, you know, Lynn, I, I, when you think about it years ago, people always said, if I, how many people do you know who retired and then died? Lots. Lots. Right. Lots. And I'm sure one has nothing to do with the other. However, it does. You think? I don't know. Because it, it's, it's one person I'm thinking of, it didn't have enough time to even be in retirement for it to be that, unless it was sheer heartbreak. Mm, you know, I don't possible. know about that. I don't know. But I think I told you the story once before about the man who was the president of Eastman Kodak. And the board decided when he was 65 or he decided it was time to retire. And it was an arbitrary decision had nothing to do with anything from what I understand. Now, maybe he was failing in the work he was doing, but that's not the impression I got. He was very active, very involved, and he decided that uh, he wrote, uh, he committed suicide a couple months after he retired. And just then the note that he left, it said, you know, there's nothing left for me to do. The suicide rate well, of men retiring at 65 is extraordinarily high. And I think we've talked about this before. It's because they've identified themselves as their job. And when they don't have that title anymore, they just don't know what to do. I had lunch with a woman who had been involved in a social service agency in our community for more than 35 years. And when she retired, she had a lot to do to keep her busy, but it was busy. It wasn't necessarily productive. And when we had lunch one day, she said to me, the problem I have with this retirement is I don't know who I am anymore. I was always the executive director of blah, blah, blah yeah. for so many years. I don't know who I am anymore. And I think that's just so typical of yeah. how people are who are so heavily invested in what they do. So what I'm saying is I really think that people should consider not just the financial aspect of retirement and whether or not you can do it so that you can support a lifestyle, but what do you want to do with yourself in retirement? And if you can't look at that before you pull the plug, so to speak, and say, I'm done, it's going to be a very difficult transition. Okay, but what I have to say is what happens to the people who hang on to the job they're in forever and a day because they can't afford to not stay in the job? 
Well, um, they have no choice. They don't have a choice. No, but I also know people who hang into jobs just forever for the sake and of ever it. because they love what they do yeah, and they true. can't imagine being home. Or doing something else. And they're perfectly capable financially of retiring. But what they've done in a lot of cases is worked it out with their employers that they have time off that they have earned that additional vacation time and they go and do wonderful things on vacation. Like you read about that, that people who were hiring older people, rehiring these retirees. Exactly. Because yeah. there is no substitute for uh, the, the knowledge that you glean from someone who's got longevity in an organization. Yeah. There's, no, there's no, no difference. I mean, you can't ask for better than that. Well, I can tell you that the rebuttal, so to speak, for that is um, they are a font of knowledge of how we used to do things. That's not necessarily true. Too bad. <laughs> really, too bad if it is. You know, I know technology's different. I know things change, and so, okay. But his, I'm talking historic um, memory and uh, things that go along with that you just don't know about. I know I was saying something about a, an organization the other day and I thought, oh my God, there's three people who really have been there for this length of time and they, n nobody would know the answers to the things that we know. And it, it's just, it's just, you know, it's what happens. It's automatic. Well, I think the other thing too about people who are in baby boomers right now have a different work ethic too than they a do. lot of the younger people who are there. And the switching of jobs that yeah. goes on now. No one cares about how long they stay right. and what their resume looks like. And I guess these employers don't really care either because they keep hiring people who stayed in one job and bounced to this one and then went to that one. It's amazing. Yeah. I, if, I, if I were employed years ago and doing those things, I would think, why are you bouncing out of these jobs? And you say it's for this, but is that really why? I mean, that just, and now people don't care. That's true. And I, there's value to that, too. There is, because you learn something no matter where you are. So it's just more you're learning, It's just, although a shorter period of time, but it is more knowledge. But the concept so, of loyalty is something that's Well, that's, that's a boomer stuff, though, that truly. Yeah, well, not boomer. just boomer. Even years before, people stayed forever, Lynn. Yeah, it is. I think I, of the banks I worked in, and there were people there, older people for years and years and far older than me at that point and i'm the very tail end of the baby boomers it it it's amazing that people the security i think mm -hmm. the um, benefits the perks um and the build up your your um in, in, you know being vested into the your pension and all those kind of things yeah well yeah, there is no answer, I don't think. I, I know that there are people who've written many articles and books about how baby boomers can coexist with millennials. You know, that it's, it's oh, an there's issue. there's no doubt. I mean, I, they can't or they can. The how to. Yeah. You know, well, if you raise them, we raise them. That's right. The boomers exactly. raise the millennials. So yep. that's, exactly. I mean, yeah. So what are we going to do? So it's our fault. Yeah, Whatever. that's what I say. Dear God. Yeah, well... But they're good. They're good kids. So that's the good part. They turned out pretty dang yes. good. Yes, it's all good stuff. Yeah. It's just that it's different because it, and no different than I'm sure we were to people. The annoyance level is up there. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> annoyance. <laughs> Good. But it just happens. Just like we were annoyed to the people oh, yeah. ahead of us. Oh, yeah. It's just what happens, you know? <laughs> that You can't help it. But it anyway, with the territory. <laughs> what? It goes with the territory. That's right. So parents. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Okay, everybody. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the uh, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I have a story today. Marion tried many times to convince herself that her retirement planning was perfectly in line with her vision of her retirement. She could see herself in a small villa by the ocean in a community of families and retirees. She could hear the soft crashing of the waves, smell the delicious aroma of the sea, and feel the salty air on her face. She could see herself going for walks along the beach, reading a great novel under the canopy of her back porch, tending to the riotous arrangement of her flower garden, and entertaining friends and family with the beautiful outdoor wicker furniture she bought. She might even take some golf lessons or maybe join a tennis club. Now, if only she could afford this wonderful scene. She was way too afraid to contact a financial advisor who might tell her it was not possible. Better to live in the fantasy of it than to find out the reality was different. She was making herself crazy over this and started to get depressed. All her friends and family noticed it. When they confronted her about her change in mood, she attributed it to something at work or just changed the subject. Finally, she decided to bite the bullet and find out. She couldn't stand the suspense any longer. So she called me and I told her what to bring with her. She agreed she could gather that information and do so within a short period of time. She worried that her eagerness might belie something deeper, but decided to persevere. In a few short weeks, she was sitting face to face with me. She had all of her information in a row, and she was initially very nervous and tentative in her responses to the question I, questions I asked, like, where did she want to live? What were her non-negotiable demands? What kind of lifestyle did she want? Did she want to be near family? Was she a social person, or did she enjoy the peace and quiet? Would she be active in social issues in her community, or did she prefer to be engaged in activities that were recreational? As the questions continued, she relaxed and began to recite her ideal retirement. She was greatly relieved when I assured her the vision she had was doable, and it might require some concessions to her plan and maybe a wait of a few more years. I promised her I would run the numbers and give her some boundaries in which she could navigate. I also mentioned that there is no right answer to this, and it's a work in progress. 
I mentioned she might have some other ideas which are spawned by this conversation and that she should bring those to our next meeting. It was as, as if someone took a 100-pound weight off her shoulders. She was physically changed by the time she left the office. She's no longer scared and glum. She will have a plan and one that makes her dream come true. The end. Yes. So, um, actually, I wrote that a few years ago. And Marion, um, the person, who that's not really her name, um, is actually living in that world exactly as she wanted to, near family, and with her own small little house that's right on the beach. Uh -huh. And loving it. <gasps> Having the best time. Where is it? You can't, I can't say. say but well, is it east south. or west coast? Oh, south. south. Okay. Real yeah. south? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real south. Mm -hmm. And doing very well. And it's all working out exactly as planned. Oh, good. See, that's Yay. always a good thing when people... I love happy endings like yes. that. Yes. It's very... Um, it's very nice to to have the plan and to be able to see it come to fruition, right? I love to see that. It, yeah. that is such a reward to me personally. I know. To see somebody live that dream. But the other thing that I, I think is interesting about this, and that's the point I wanted to make, that reluctance to find out, to actually take the fantasy and make it become a reality is so scary for so many people that they just avoid it. They just don't want to know because they really want to live in that fantasy that I can have this and they don't want anybody to destroy it. But the reality is that for most people, it's not necessarily they can't have it. Maybe we have to change some things about it, but you can still have most of it. It's just what are you willing to compromise? What are you willing and what to are you wait not? for? And I like that, what your, your non-negotiable demands, yes. which is so important. My, I always have non-negotiable demands. Well, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> but the point is, um, as Randy calls me, demanding, um, mm -hmm. it, it, I think that when in, it's making me think about this because I'm, I'm, you know, I was looking on Facebook and I was seeing a few of my friends who moved to different locations. One of them was my old um, hairstylist and I love her I was with her for years and she had a picture of herself and two new two friends of hers and I thought man she just moved there like a couple years ago to Florida she moved to the like Naples area and and it seems like these you look at pi pictures of course you know every picture tells a story but don't it but um you just um Rod Stewart line, but you just um, when you when you think about it, it's so like that's the kind of exciting part, and it's the scary part all at once that you're opening yourself to up to a whole new group of people, potential friends, life changing moments, all those things that you're leery about doing because you, you can't say, well, what was your mother's maiden name, and you're <laughs> going to know who they are, like we do here, you know, and it's kind of. It, and I've, God knows I've lived in two other locations um, outside of this area. And I met plenty of friends, as they always say, I could have run for mayor in Philadelphia when I lived there. But it was when I was 
younger and raising children and so you're you're it's a different you're doing different things now to do that and to be to go somewhere it's kind of exciting in a way to think about changing and picking up and moving mm-hmm. somewhere and i always think about florida i know i know people love north south carolina north Car- because it's warm enough yet it's not too warm um but i understand why that the the happiness the sunshine the the ability most times to go out and not worry about um weather Mm -hmm. yeah and that's part of the non-negotiable part you know that's yeah when i say to people what i well i can't stand this weather i I hate the snow no snow i want to be in a place where okay it might get cool i might have to put jackets on I'm not shoveling snow. Those are the non-negotiable right. parts. And if so, I take a plane, it's two hours away. So Florida yes. is your answer. Yeah. So that's what we have to narrow it down to. Mm-hmm. And what are the things that you want to do with your life? Do you want to be around an institution of higher learning? Do you want to take classes? Is that really important to you? Or are you somebody who just wants to... You want to be near golf courses because you love, love, love golf. Do you want to be near your family? Do you want to be able to get to a plane or what that about, will take you to them within two hours? And those other places we talked about, I don't know what they're called, where everybody lives in a community and you're the same. Remember they all had their own house, but yeah. they all were right close together, like mm-hmm. a little neighborhood, and, yep. it, and it was all owned by somebody else. You didn't own it. You rent it. Remember that? I forget yes, what it's I, called. That stays and there was in just something. Yeah, and there was something on Facebook. I, I saw something somewhere that said the shift in, instead of having nursing homes was living with um, groups of people or something. I, I forget what. I didn't read the whole thing. But I, it's, yeah. those are things that are. I mean, nursing homes is an entirely different situation. No, no, meaning this no, why know. you're there versus yeah. when you're going somewhere else and your ability to function. And you can still navigate. You right. can still get around. Maybe you can't walk, but you can be on a one-story place. Meaning these you places can, that we yeah. were... Yeah, I forget the name of that. I know. I don't remember what they called them. Mm-hmm. It was a great name. But you're basically living in these little pods. Exactly. Where you have all have the same houses, um, same size. You all come out to the same common area. For dinners and lunches exactly. and that. And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's cool. a wonderful arrangement because if you, it's again, supportive. if that's the kind of life you want, some people yes. like to be isolated. I right? don't know why. I don't know, but, but they do. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. So we are going to leave you for this week. Um, oh no, no, we're not. We have a couple more minutes. Yeah, Sorry, hold on, hold I'm on. thinking. I'm thinking it was um, one thirty. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, so we're not leaving. <laughs> no. So I want to do a shout out of something I to forgot who? to a guy named Alan Scazafabo, who is from Old Forge. He apparently listens to us from his garage on from Saturday garage. mornings. I love it. So I wanted to say hi to him. How do you know? Because I was talking to his son yesterday, who is an attorney in New Jersey, in Morristown, New Jersey. And he told me that he's from Old Forge and his dad listens and he likes to come back here. So um, uh, I just wanted to make sure I said hi. So I hope his listening. name again, Alan Scazafabo. You said it right too, huh? Yeah. You took a risk on that one. <laughs> I would have screwed it up. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a good thing. Love it. So, Thanks for listening to us. Yeah, and I'm glad he does. So, um, and you know, we didn't say the games last week. Well, oh yeah, we did. I know it's old, but well, okay. Your we favorite have- team, the Pats, won. Whose favorite Yours. Team? Oh, pfft. joke. Yeah, the Pats. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Not. 
I know. Apologies to my friend Jim Wilson, but I am not a Patriots fan. Yeah. Well, he pulls so, it out, though, Brady. I'm telling I you, know, I knew it. As does. soon as I'm thinking, forget it. This It, it doesn't matter. Fourth quarter. He does it every yeah, time. Yep. And I did want to say, I really wanted the Chiefs to win just because I love Andy Reid. And yes. I just thought, you know, they deserve a a break, you know. And the Pats, it's so sick of, sick, sick of them being in the so am I. So, so am I. And not that I don't like them. I do. I just don't. I'm just like, okay, enough is enough. So we Let's look forward else. now to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. The day before my birthday. That, that's right. And uh-huh. we will be celebrating that together. Yes, we will. So that'll be fun, which it always is. Yep. We're already looking forward to it. And so now we think we can close up, close yes. up shop. Yes. So, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good weekend. Um, again, happy birthday to Sean Cadden Foley and Tommy Foley and Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Denapoli yes. and little Isla. Welcome to the world. So we will see you soon. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank you.